0: Happy Thursday, America. It's Michael Pelka on the Pure Opelka podcast. And I say happy Thursday because I want it to be happy, but let's face it. The only people it's happy for are people who work in government. The only people who seem to be getting ahead are people who work in government. And our president's on vacation, by the way. Joe Biden, who has spent God knows how many weekends at his beach home in Delaware, has decided he needs a vacation from the arduous task of being told what to do and then telling everyone else what he's been told to tell you what to do. So Joe and the family have loaded up Air Force One and they've taken off for South Carolina. And the family includes, yes, Hunter Biden. Hunter and his family which i don't think joe can name all the kids and the grandkids at this point are uh, going to be joining papa or or should i say the big guy on a vacation in south carolina he's taking a full week i haven't taken a full week in the last 4 years but joe biden is doing that why well because he's allowed to and the press won't stand up to him no as a matter of fact the press thinks joe biden's doing just great Well, if you listen to MSNBC and CNN, think he's doing terrific. I mean, Joe Biden's been on a hell of a run. He has gotten a lot done, I an incredible amount done. What Joe Biden has done, demonstrated competency. They can run on a contrast message of competency and we get stuff done versus crazy. Really
1: caps off a pretty stunning two years for uh, President Joe Biden's
0: uh, first two years in office. Biden has had a long list of legislative wins During his first two years in office, huh? So let's see what, what are the wins he's had? Yeah. He's spending us into an inflationary situation that is going to cripple the average American. He's convincing his party to push through a, um, a spending bill that will add IRS agents, armed IRS agents, 80,000 of them with guns and ammo. They've got millions of rounds of ammunition. They don't want you to have it, but they want the agents to have it. And um, well, it's just got so many big wins. I don't I don't know what to say. He he shut down the virus, didn't he? No. He um, he prevented Russia from going to war with Ukraine, didn't he? No, that war's still going on. And we're nervous about a nuclear plant in Ukraine that's at risk for being blown up and destroying an entire section of the world. Good job, Joey. You've reunited all our allies with us. No, you've done nothing of the sort. China's getting bolder and bolder. It's, um, it's not exactly a huge round of success. And so Joe's off to vacation. Why is he off to vacation? I am telling you this administration is going to go into hiding when we come up to the anniversary of the killing of our 13 soldiers from last year's devastatingly awful withdrawal from Afghanistan. And you have to go to Forbes.com and read the other story about this, the financial story, how many millions and millions of your dollars were stolen from Afghanistan by the leaders who were escaping and the leaders who came in and took over. It's embarrassing. So for the mainstream media to say that Joe Biden has a list of accomplishments, it's just awful. I didn't even bring up the border. No, because why? They're not going to do anything. They tell us it's secure. And meanwhile, the fentanyl is pouring over the border and killing Americans by the tens of thousands, over 100,000 last year. It's very frustrating. But Joe thinks the economy's doing just great. Yesterday he came out after the, um, after the Consumer Price Index was announced and it, it didn't disappear. It just didn't hit as big a number as it hit the last month. But for Joe, that's a win. I just want to say a number. Zero. Today we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. Zero percent. Here's what that means. Well, the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down. That's really a lie. That truly is a lie. Inflation is still at 40 year highs right now, year over year inflation. What you're paying this year versus last year is at 10% higher than it was a year ago. And it's particularly bad at the grocery store. And I, I know it's true, because we're seeing people on CNN tell us it's true. This was on CNN yesterday.
1: Not great news when it comes to food prices. Food at home is the number you wanna look at, up 1.3% in July and year-over-year-up 13 year up And let's look at some of these items that we're seeing increases, but some decreases on. So first, beef, chicken, we're seeing that up 0.8%, chicken up 1.4%. Not great news.
0: That's just year over year chicken. I mean, month over month, year over year chicken is way up, way up. It's ridiculous. Even MSNBC is telling people that the economy and the inflation are hurting. The average American.
1: If you're not of economic means, it's hard to get out of the hole. And in fact, you're probably getting poorer because of inflation. And so families are having to make very difficult choices as to what to spend their money on because everything is more expensive.
0: Everything is more expensive. The Biden administration will point to gas, but gas is only down in the last eight weeks. It's still up over a dollar since Joe took office. They should be embarrassed. No wonder they're running for the vacation protection. This is so disgusting. Uh, This morning, the consumer price index came out, not the, I mean, the producer price index came out, which tells you the cost of goods being made. And uh, it wasn't zero. uh, It went down a tick month over month. But year over year, it's still huge. CNBC, CNBC was commenting. But for the
1: consumers, they're still paying high prices. I mean, a lot of prices are still sticky. They're the sticky. The it's is not going to come down by 12% because it was just up
0: 12%. Yeah, the prices are still up. Over at Fox Business, they talked about producer prices year over year, even though the month came down a touch. That means it didn't go up as much.
1: index ppi year over year the headline number coming in 9.8 percent maria 9.8 percent price
0: index they were estimating 10.4 percent so it didn't come in as high as they were estimating all of this is bad news all of it and over at Bloomberg they were talking about it
1: food prices soaring climbing 10.9% from a year earlier, biggest increase since 1979. Essentials like cereal, like dairy products, certain ones of them, posting record year over year rises.
0: You record cereal up 16%, the highest increase ever year over year. Eggs up 38%, the biggest since October of 2007. Dairy products up almost 15%, the biggest in 18 years. Frozen fruits and vegetables, up 10%. That's the biggest jump ever. Instant coffee, up 16%. The biggest number since 1995. Soups, 20%. The biggest jump ever. Baby food, 15%. For Joe Biden and his cronies in the media to take a victory lap, on the lack of increase in a record-setting inflation or a crippling inflation is just disingenuous and it's disgusting. And the American people have to stand up and say, your policies aren't working. Spending more money is not going to make this better. Here's um, Here's the question I have for Joe Biden. If inflation is fixed, if you're announcing zero, As you said yesterday, if it's okay, if everything's good, why do we need the Inflation Reduction Act? Don't spend that $700 billion. Put it on hold. No, Nancy Pelosi and her cronies are going to push it through tomorrow. It looks like it's going to go through. It's really awful. And then we've got the situation in our country with the deterioration of the rule of law. We know the cities are having crises, many cities, Philadelphia, Chicago, Baltimore. So many cities are having a murder crisis and crime waves sweeping through the cities. What do the Democrats and and their buddies in the media want? They want a rules-based, world rules-based order. It's a little spooky.
1: We're going to defend the rules-based international order that protects us all. One of our defining missions is to strengthen the international rules-based order. Our
0: shared determination to defend the rules-based international order. This is about the future of the liberal world order and we have to stand firm. No, we have to stand firm on your neck, mister. We have to be an America first government. We have to protect our republic. We cannot help the rest of the world if we are too weak to help ourselves. We need energy independence. We need border security. We need the rule of law returned to every city. And that means voting out Democrats. It really does. Less than 90 days away to the midterms. And a lot of people are questioning whether or not the House will actually turn red. They really are. And it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. And then there is the story of the raid on Donald Trump's home. And now we know because Eric Trump is talking about it that the uh, FBI raiders who came in told the Trump son to turn off the security cameras. No lawyers were allowed to witness what they were doing. No security cameras were allowed to record it. We still don't have a copy of the uh, warrant. I guess that's coming. We're told the judge ordered it. But you know, the DOJ will argue against it. Merrick Garland has not responded. Christopher Ray has not responded. No one's talking. It's been days. Even Rand Paul thinks that something suspicious could have happened. Someone could have planted evidence. It's more than disturbing. And you should be upset. I need to know more about what happens in these situations. Donald Trump is involved in several legal proceedings at this point. Yesterday, he um, he took the Fifth Amendment. I think it was like 500 times, they said. It was in a civil case, though, being brought by New York. The attorney general there, Letitia James, wants to be governor, so she's trying to fire up the base by going after Donald Trump. They hate him so much. Trump derangement syndrome. So um, we'll talk to uh, our buddy Wendy Patrick about that and get her take on not only that situation, but what about the raid at Mar-a-Lago? That's next on the Pure Opelka Podcast. Whenever I need a legal opinion, I go to Wendy Patrick. You know, she's an attorney, an author, public speaker, and uh, the voice of reason in, in the area of the law, as far as my life is concerned. So I reached out to Wendy to talk about some of the madness in the legal world that's swirling around Donald Trump, especially from yesterday, Wednesday, when Mr. Trump appeared in a New York court and uh, he took the Fifth Amendment several times. He uh, invoked his Fifth Amendment right. Wendy, um, I, I, I'm not so sure this was the best strategy, but then again, I'm not a lawyer, so uh, we should talk about this, right? Well, yeah, I don't know that we, we need lawyers to weigh in on
1: whether or not Donald Trump should have taken the fifth in light of what he said in 2016. Remember, anybody that takes the fifth has something to hide where, to, you know, they must be guilty. You know, this isn't about faith for the ex-president. But, Mike, I've been thinking about this. He's in a very different position today than he was back in 2016 when he was running for president, when he was president. There's so much that's happened since. He's probably taking the advice of his lawyers, because think about the stakes. So Letitia James, she may be the New York AG, but she's not investigating a criminal matter. This is a civil matter, hence the, you know, uh, if he did take the fifth, then they could use They couldn't use anything that he said because he's not going to say anything. But that means they couldn't use it against him, not only civilly, but also potentially criminally, because there is a criminal probe that's pending. So maybe it was a smart
0: move. Yeah, I have to think that Mr. Trump does have some very expensive lawyers that that he's using. (laughs) Probably got an army of lawyers for all the the different uh, situations he's involved in from the raid, at Mar-a-Lago, to the investigations into his business, to the appeals to get his tax returns kept under lock and key, because that also is a a battle he's waging. So I guess he probably has a better idea on this than you and I do. Uh, Wendy, I would love to get into some of the nitty-gritty on um, some of the things he's facing. Is it possible for us to um, make a date for later this week to maybe talk about search warrants and what's involved. And, you know, like if somebody showed up at my front door and said, hey, we got a search warrant, I, I wouldn't know what to do. And so I, I, I'd like to maybe spend some time on that. If you have time later this week, could we do it?
1: Well, we can do that now. I mean, a search warrant just means that um you know the the feds in this case uh, went to they have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and that evidence of a crime is going to be found at a particular location. Once they have that, they go to a federal judge like they did in the case of Mr. Trump, and they get a federal judge's blessing, so to speak, and then they serve the search warrant. So that's what happened to the ex-president on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple things about that. So they seem to be confining their search to the living quarters and sort of his office area. Um, they appear to be having, looking for classified documents. Remember, this has been an ongoing battle where the, you know, there's 15 boxes that I guess were retrieved by the National Archives in February. He shouldn't have brought the boxes with him. Uh, you know, it, it may be a probe that goes nowhere, and it also also might have been a probe that wasn't necessarily focused on the president. It might be somebody else that works for him that took evidence out of the White House. But what's interesting about Monday's raid, calling it a raid, although it was a lawful uh, search warrant, it was 9 a.m. It wasn't 1 a.m. The president wasn't there. It wasn't, uh, you know, toss him out of bed, handcuff him. And there was none of that. Um, but the one thing that kind of struck me about the search in terms of what they were looking for is remember that they broke into a safe. Now, a safe is different than a coin drawer that you just toss in your keys and whatever when you come back from work. A safe is where you keep things that you want to you want to keep private. Now, according to his son Eric Trump, there was nothing in the safe. That must have been a bummer for the feds. <laughs> but that kind of gives me a little bit of pause as to, well, what else might they have been looking for Rather than merely documents, I mean, unless we're talking about a gun safe-sized, uh, you know, contraption that could have hold a lot of boxes of paperwork, uh, it might mean that they were looking for something in addition.
0: Hmm. Uh, just the fact that the FBI has safe crackers that work for. Them surprised me but right. you know it kind of makes <laughs> right. sense that if you're going to be doing this kind of search I was also stunned to learn that Melania's wardrobe was searched I, I were they looking for an illegal Puccini dress from the 70s or something yeah
1: right or something that still had the tags on it And uh, yeah I know I, I got a kick out of that too but it just it, it makes the point too doesn't it if they're only searching for classified documents they're unlikely to find anything you know sewn into Melania's gowns uh, or, or anywhere else in her very extensive wardrobe. So that's one of the other sort of clues, if you will, that maybe the search was broader than that. You know, I suppose the other thing is, you know, they had to have known that Donald Trump wasn't going to be there. And they also would have likely calculated that, sure, they could subpoena what they were looking for. But if you suspect somebody's not going to comply with a subpoena, or maybe not comply as quickly or as fully as you might like, that would be another reason to go to the search warrant route. And it was unannounced. I mean, even the White House didn't know about it. Um, But when you execute a search warrant, when you leave, you have to sort of make a list of, you know, what you took so you know it's not a a secret as to what they did take I suppose what we'll all learn in time is what of is there anything of evidentiary value that they can glean from what they took
0: yeah I can't wait to see the list and and finally see some sort of press event where they explain what they were up to but I think you and I are going to disagree and I might even get vehement in my defense of my opinion on this. I I don't I don't believe the White House was ignorant of this. Yeah, anybody. I think everybody in the inner circle, including Joe, knew this was going down. So while everybody can say, no, no, we had no idea Joe was in Kentucky comforting the victims of the flood there's no way in in HE double hockey sticks that Joe Biden didn't <laughs> know and the press Well secretary. that's
1: interesting well that's interesting so then on that theory if they re- because to say they didn't know almost makes it sound like they're out of the loop but here's here this may play right into your theory mike remember that Joe Biden said I intend to remain completely Uh, separated from this Justice Department. My thumb's not gonna be on the scale. I mean, he may not have been that articulate, but that's what he was, that was the gist of what he was saying. I wonder if his denial, and of course it's not usually him, it's usually the White House, is in simply in line with what he was saying right at the beginning of his presidency, that he was really going to make a point to remain separated, Uh, from the Justice Department to allow them to move forward with integrity. What do you think?
0: Well, I think the denial was meant to give him plausible deniability. However, the New York Times reported that earlier this year, I believe it was February or March, the president told the attorney general he wants him to be less of a judge and more like a prosecutor. And if that's the case, and the New York Times is telling us that, It sure falls in line that that would have spurred Merrick Garland into more aggressive behavior and Joe would have been the spark.
1: Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that, Mike, is remember that just uh, within the last couple of weeks, Merrick Garland came out with that statement that we were all talking about on the air. Um, no one is above the law. When he was being asked about the president and other targets, no one is above the law. Remember that? He was very vehement about that. So that kind of ties right into that stance of, you know, um, law enforcer rather than simply an overseer.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's all kinds of clues that this is— uh Uh, directed from the White House, my opinion, and personal. This is a personal matter, I believe, and Garland's the guy who could carry out a grudge after he was denied the Supreme Court seat. So all of this stacks up to me to be partisan politics, but we won't know until we get more information on it. So please, can you come back, Wendy, and we'll discuss it? Uh, Anytime, Mike. Her name is Wendy Patrick. Find her on Twitter. Find her in psychology today. I'll uh, just look for Wendy Patrick PhD and go to wendypatrickphd.com. It's that easy. Thank you, my friend. Thank you.